0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Friday, September 11th, and uh, as a salute to uh, September 11th, and you know I remember it very well uh, all our brave military and uh, everybody that serves our country. Just a, a hat off to all of the men and women out there. We we appreciate you and uh, thank you for your service.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: yes. Uh, I am Joe Sarvati, by the way, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined here with my partner in crime, Mr. Andrew Hansen. How are you on this memorable September 11th, Andrew? Well, I'm doing well. Uh, hope, hoping for a peaceful
1: September 11th this yes. time around. Uh, and and hopefully we can focus on sports and the exciting things and get some entertainment tonight. We're going to have a Game 7 in the NBA, Yeah. Uh, so I'm fired up about that after... Another great night for us at DFS Coach Talk last night in basketball and football.
0: Yeah, it was fantastic. Great job. Uh, for the listeners that are NFL folks, uh, Andrew and Shane, <coughs> excuse me, are, are NFL pros, and they just did a fantastic job. If you haven't had a chance to catch a podcast, it incorporates all the games, so I would really highly recommend you uh, taking a listen. It is it is on our uh, YouTube uh, site, so if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, right now, mash the heck out of that like button, get the thumbs up, subscribe. Uh, you know, we've hit one of our goals uh, yesterday on uh, YouTube subscribers, so we need we need you to dive in there and then hit that little alarm button that will will give you uh, an alert when one of our podcast posts because uh, sometimes they're. A little bit different so you don't have to keep checking it'll just give you an alert so we really do appreciate that but yeah it was it was a fantastic night in basketball we you know i'm not a big fan of the the showdown slates but you know we, we did well with them so it worked uh our game scripts and stuff a lot of them came into play uh certainly never saw horton tucker getting time though right right how weird was that strange Yeah, that was bizarre. If you rostered him, man, you got some inside skinny because I don't think anybody saw that coming. Right. Yeah. But uh, and then on football, I know you guys both both crushed it. So, yeah, it was a a great day. We're excited now because, you know, the three main sports and actually all four sports are going. I was just uh, mentioning to Andrew, my PGA lineup that I gave out is is kicking butt so far in the Safeway Open. And then we've got uh, MLB that we've still been red hot. We had our big, some big takedowns there. We'll be posting lineups for that tonight. And then obviously football this weekend and, and our number one sport, NBA, which uh, we do the seven day a week podcast. So love to have you to join us for all of this every day. Uh, we really break it down, game script, and try to give you the very best information to help you build your lineups on DraftKings or FanDuel. Uh, We even had one of our members take something down on SuperDraft yesterday uh, with our build. So, you know, we love it. We want to
1: keep giving winners. Yeah, one more thing on that, Coach. On the football side, if folks are new to the program and don't know exactly how we do things, we give out a lineup on FanDuel. It's usually a cash lineup and then a GPP lineup that you can just plug and play. And so last night in the NFL, we gave out two lineups on FanDuel, and they both cashed. So terrific starts of the season, and that's what you get in every sport. So if you pick up one of our memberships, you get the football lineups and the basketball lineups and baseball and golf all for the same price. So we'd, we'd love to have you.
0: Love to have you. And, you know, on DraftKings, we, we put up a real unique coach's clipboard with the highlighted players and a little asterisk next to those for GPP. So I think we fine tuned it to the point where, you know, it's it's giving our members the very best chance uh, to win. And there's a lot of news that comes out. I mean, last night in baseball was nuts. Um, we were all, you know, we had a lineup in there, all set to go, and then the Yankees game, even though it didn't rain there for like an hour, it rained out. So we had it you know, in Discord. We're in there, everybody made the changes. Then, you know, and that's why I say to all of our members, you know, follow, stay in there in case we have to alert. Because then the Cubs game became a rain issue, and we were able to divert to some later uh, guys uh, on the slate. And, you know, it all worked out, but you can't miss any of that stuff. Uh, If you're really going to play and you want to win at this every day, you know, whether it's on your phone, I mean, you don't have to stop the rest of your life, but whether it's on your phone or whatever, you know, you have to keep an eye because we're on it. We're going to let you know every cancellation, every play, piece of player news. And, you know, we're going to give you the best opportunity to win on every slate, whether it's cash or GPP. So, all right, man, we got to dive into this. I know everybody tuned in for this breakdown of the two games. Uh, super excited, too. We're, I'm going right now to Bet US. their updated odds. Uh, we just announced... A partnership yesterday with BetUS. Couldn't be more excited. Uh, we're going to have some unique offers from BetUS that are going to drop today. We're going to have everywhere on social media. Uh, but you want to go to betus.com.pa. And that's, you're going to get, they're the largest. They have more members uh, for BetUS than any other sports book in the United States. They've been around 17 years. And I have been with BetUS 13 years. I don't know where the time goes, but I have been. So uh, they are very reputable. You'll love them. So we're we're really excited for that partnership. Okay, the first game, Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors, game seven, all the drama, everything you could ever ask for. Uh, And right now, the Celtics are minus three. Uh, They're minus 145 on the money line. And the over-under, you're not going to believe this one, You know how we said it's shrunk, 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 shrunk? Yeah. It it was 216, then 212, and then 210, and then it's 204 and a half. Wow. Getting
1: ready for a grinded-out Game 7. And, Coach, by the way, the NBA did us a favor tonight. They switched the games. That's going to be the nightcap. Oh, my God, they did It's going to be 9 Eastern, and so we get to really build up slowly towards the the Game 7 drama. We get to start with... Denver and the Clippers, it's like a whole new
0: slate with these games. Yeah, they didn't switch it on in the order, but I see the times have switched. That's really amazing. So that, okay, so we're not going to talk about that game first, but, you know, it's a good leading because I was going to read the over-under in this second game because I know we've been killing it by by stack in Boston-Toronto games when other people have been going Nuggets-Clippers. But now I'm a little worried because this, let's look at this other game. If the Clippers blow them out again, again that messes everything up, and it, it definitely hurts DFS. And I think that's been part of what's helped us. Double overtime doesn't hurt either, whatever we play. But uh, right now the Clippers are eight and a half point favorites, and the over under is two sixteen, so eleven and a half points higher than the other game, and eight and a half is not a bad spread. So that's the million you know the million dollar question before we even talk about players is. Are you going to have an even build between the two games? Are you going to continue to favor the Boston-Toronto game? Or does this over-under affect your thinking?
1: Right now, I'm leaning a little bit more towards an even build. Um, As you know, I play multiple lineups. So I'll make one lineup that's a Toronto-Boston stack in case we get something similar here and in case it is a blowout in the first game with the Clippers. But, you know, it is Game 7 for Toronto and Boston. Guys could get a little bit tighter maybe not shoot quite as well. We'll get into that more when, when we talk about game two, but both teams shot over 40% from three point land in game six. So yeah. if they're not quite as effective there because of the pressure of game seven, then that lends itself more towards a, a balanced build, especially if it doesn't go to double overtime, like you mentioned. So, you know, that's my initial thought is more of a balanced build, uh, but it's you know still a challenge looking here at this first game in terms of you know, do you go with Jokic? Do you go with Murray? Do you do you pair that up, uh, that that big combo, and hope that they have one last hurrah here? I mean, yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to think that that Denver is going to give uh, a better effort here and you know put up a good fight. What what do you think?
0: Well, Leighton Wilson is calling me. I see him on my phone. So hey, Leighton, how you doing, man? <laughs> Sorry, I can't answer. <laughs> you listen to the podcast. Uh, you know when we were recording. Um, you know, I I like the Boston-Toronto guys, you know, more as far as DFS production. Yep. But I do think that the necessity to spread this a little bit cleaner as far as the split. I think you need exposure here. Uh, you know, 5-4 kind of exposure maybe for Boston-Toronto. But, you know, this last time I ran 7-2 and I was able to survive. But it does get a little dicey, and uh, so you know I see a little bit better break. We've got to see again the game script. If we were, if I was predicting a complete blowout in the game script for Clippers Denver, then I may still stay Boston Toronto because I do think that stays close throughout. But I just think that Denver hangs. It's an elimination game. They're gonna let it all let it all out there. By the way, did you hear the? the uh, I, I have to bring this up because I think it, it goes a long way to proving me right in in this. Did you see what Porter said after the game? I sure did. He I did I tell you? That's now you hey, got a guy, I agreed with you on that. Don't you forget. got a guy down three uh, one. you know, your team's real and you gotta try to come together. And that dimwit comes out in the press and says, No, he goes, I need more touches. I need more touches. You're a rookie, you dumbass. So there you go. Anyway, it goes to show. I like Porter's play, but I think I don't see him being a superstar in this league, just because of his his attitude. And I'm, I'm sure his teammates didn't approve that. Uh, and, you know, uh, really it. enjoy that. Appreciate it. Right. Because you know, the, the veterans should be the ones speaking up, not him. Well, and certainly not to get more touches. If, if anybody needs to figure out how to get somebody the ball and more touches they need to do that with Murray and they've been shutting Murray down compared to what he was doing. Yeah. So well let's let's start there on the Denver side
1: then because I do Go think ahead. it's it's very important and if you're watching the end of the last game Porter was just standing in the quarter in the corner just loafing yeah. around moping I mean it was back to that bad body language that we've noticed many times yeah. and the reasons you know that we would hesitate to really endorse him as a as a star, like you say, moving forward. I mean, he's got a lot of maturing to do. Right. But, you know, the talent is still there. And he has been productive the last couple of games. Didn't get up as many shots in this last game. That's probably what he was complaining about. Jokic and Murray dominated the shot attempts once again. But, yeah. you know, as immature as it was, perhaps it will light a fire under his teammates and under himself. You know, the the spotlight's going to be on him once again. And perhaps they'll all use that to their benefit, um, hmm. and okay. you know, and step it up here and make this a game. I, you know, I, I that's what I'm. I, that's what I'm going to game script it as that, that Denver plays better. They play hard, um, and you know, it's just going to be a real tough decision about again Murray and or Jokic, because you get those guys in there, then all of a sudden you can't get as many of the stars from Toronto and Boston. It's much harder to pay for Kawhi and even Paul George. Um, so I'm I, I'm going to build lineups both ways. Uh, Jokic certainly more reliable, and so if I had to go between the two, I'll, I'll probably go Jokic. And you know that's really the the monster decision on FanDuel is Jokic or not because the center right. position is just it's empty. It's Jokic, and then you go down to Zubats or Harrell. Yeah, uh, that's really the decision, and it you know changes Crazy. your build. So basically. You've got two different builds where you can pay up across the board if you if you fade Jokic. But if you go with him, you know, then you got to find some value elsewhere. So that's the big decision on FanDuel in terms of the rest of, of Denver. I, I am going to have a lot of Porter um, and then Gary Harris, you know, another solid game last time out. He's one of those tweeners because now his price has gone back up. So it's it's a little bit harder to get him in there. Um Tory Craig is back in the mix for me. I did not play him last time out, but he did get 24 minutes. Yeah, at, and at 3.4 on DraftKings, you know, if you need one value guy, he's one of the candidates for me. On the Clippers side, uh, big news last game was that Reggie Jackson was out of the rotation, so now all of a sudden we get split time between Pat Beverly and Landry Shamit. So. Beverly yeah. Beverly's more attractive to me. He got 22 minutes and 46 seconds last game. So right. the, you know, the old minutes restriction where he was building up 15, 18, that's all gone. Now he's getting almost half the game. He's only yeah. three, he's only 3.8 on DraftKings. I know. And 4.8 on FanDuel, you know, a little more than I'd like to spend, but he's still in play for me. And uh, as I mentioned, Zubot's is in play. Another, you know, change there last game he got 30 minutes montrez harrell only got 18 so yeah you know he's stepping up if he can stay out of foul trouble he's in play for me and then of course paul george and Kawhi certainly in play as well
0: yeah yeah it's i mean this this is an interesting game i i agree i mean you're gonna have to take a stand one way or the other uh you know for you know I, it seems to me i i've seen some progress in Zubac's game. I thought he's had a good series against the Mavericks. I think he's playing solid against uh, the Nuggets. And, you know, his big wide body, they need him in there, uh, you know, against uh, Jokic. It's just a good matchup for him. Uh, I like his price. I think he, to me, is the obvious pay down if you're not going to go with the Joker. Uh, And, you know, so I'm looking there because I do want some of the studs uh, from the second game. And, uh, you know, my, my bigger question is Murray. I've, i continued to roster him, but they're throwing so many tough defenders at him. I mean, you know, how do you, how are you supposed to roster Murray when he gets fret? And I, I mentioned this on the last show and I still rostered him, but he gets a fresh Beverly, a fresh Kawhi, a fresh George. I mean, if those three guys are going to guard you in segments, Good luck, man. Nobody's going to score. So, you know, I'm I'm looking at going, making this game uh, somewhat of a value game for me. I I agree that there's some good plays uh, that you can get at a price. I'm still liking Jer- Jeremy Grant's uh, price. I think he still gets a good run. I think Zubac gets a really good run, and for the very first time since the bubble started. I actually think Pat Beverly is a decent play because his price. And if you put those guys in, now you can really start talking about some big dogs. You right. could even actually roster a Kawhi in that scenario because if it does stay closer or at least within reason and they try to close him out, Kawhi, I mean, he's he's the best player on the floor in that series, period. Yep. So I think that's that's sort of how I see that. Playing out for me, sort of a value and a, a possible Kawhi uh, buy-up, but I do—I I don't believe—and uh, I, you know, it's hard to play Kawhi and not play either Murray or Jokic. But I'd rather go with a couple of cheaper guys in this game and hope, you know, it can it just ride that close to not blowing out kind of scenario.
1: Yeah, you know, as much as we talk about. Wanting it to be more balanced because of the higher total, you know, I've got two builds up here where the Boston Toronto game on DraftKings, I've got six of the eight guys. And on FanDuel, I've got six of the nine from the Boston Toronto game. You know, even though I have a mentality of, you know, I'd yeah. like to get a little bit more balanced. No, I mean, that's be- been our
0: trend, but it's yeah. worked. It yeah. really has. So, uh yeah, I know I'm with you, man. I am absolutely with you. Uh, anything else on that game?
1: Um, final point on Zubats is yeah. you, know, you mentioned how you like the way he's been looking, and t- talk about body language. I really liked his body language two games ago when he got in foul trouble and then he fouled out. I mean, yeah. he was on the he was pissed on the bench. He wanted to be yeah. out there down the stretch, and so that's the kind of attitude you want um, a guy who wants that challenge. He wants to be out there against Jokic, so yeah. you know hopefully he'll step step up for us tonight.
0: Yeah, and I don't think Har- – I mean, harold has been great all year. I played him a lot. But he hasn't been the exact part, a spark plug like he used to be right. to the same extent. Because yep. they're getting a, a, a higher level performance from Zubac, you know, you're not having that full feeling. And, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, that may be the strongest play is to just go Zubac and hope he gets that same kind of run that he did this last game. Yep. All right. Uh, Before we go to the second game, just real quickly again, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, and that's BetUS. Uh, They are tremendous, BetUS.com.pa, and we will be uh, tweeting out and putting it in Discord, our special offer uh, through them, which is exclusive to DFS Coach Talk. So we're really excited about building that relationship. Um, Also... uh, this is going to be posting early afternoon, uh, day of. We, you know, a lot of times we'll do it the night before. Uh, today we wanted to wait, get some news, you know, get a little more preparation in. So uh, make sure throughout the afternoon uh, that you you stay plugged in to us on uh, Twitter. We're at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic, and Shane is at DET Sports Shane. So stay connected with us there. Again, if you're watching us on YouTube, please smash that like button, thumbs up, subscribe, and hit the little alarm button. We really appreciate that. And if you're listening to us audio-wise, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, we're everywhere podcasts can be found. We do have a monthly contest. We I uh, would love if you would take a second either on Spotify or iTunes to give us a uh, five star and a good review. What we do is we aggregate all of those uh, on at the end of the month, and we choose uh, we put them in a randomizer to choose a one-month free membership. So please take a minute to do that if you are one of our Spotify iTunes users. All right. We're diving in the game two, which the flip scenario that makes it really weird, it is uh, Boston and Toronto. I may have already mentioned this. <laughs> <laughs> it's Boston minus three, 204 and a half. And that's fresh off of the BetUS uh, site. So, all right, here we go. So the question is, I'll, I'll frame it for you to begin the, the breakout here. I I look at this last game. And everybody wants to always say, okay, Toronto played their guys 52 minutes, this, that, and the other thing. Well, guess what? So did Boston. Yep. If you look at the minutes on both teams, they were excessive. So my question to you, which team can bounce back better? And will it will that aspect of maybe a little bit of tired legs have an effect on one of these teams more than the other?
1: Yeah, it could it's a good question I I lean towards Boston here and Vegas of course you would seems to agree <laughs> yeah. um, you know I just I find it hard to believe that they're gonna let Toronto win three straight on him so um, I, I think they'll bounce back and
0: you know it does did you, still- hear did you see what I posted in Discord when that game was ending what I pulled the old Rudy Tom Jonovich Houston Rockets. Never question the heart of a champion. Right, I don't question Toronto's heart.
1: I, I yep. don't. I think they'll they'll come ready to go again. Uh, I think it'll be a great battle. Uh, but as I mentioned, you know, both teams shot over forty percent, so I think we'll see a little bit of regression, not quite as much fantasy production per minute. And if we're in the forty minute forty eight minute range, it's going to be a little bit tighter. We've also got the pressure of Game Seven. Um, you know, so starting with the Celtics, the way that Toronto's defending Kemba. With the occasional box and one, you know, they're really limiting his opportunities, just not getting up as many shots. So yeah. he's not he's not in play for me. I'm going to look again at Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. That was the core combo for us last time around, and they both smashed it. Smart yeah. with the triple-double. Jalen Brown, uh, big numbers. You know, he shot it 30 times last game.
0: And you know, I-, I-, I saw a small shift. of uh, This was 100% Jason Tatum's team, period. Yeah. You know what I saw the last few games? And it progressed, maybe like three games. It's progressed more and more and more. It's a split team now. It's a it's a Tatum and Brown team. Those two take all the big shots.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah, for, for better or worse, because if you know, if I could pick, I'd rather have Tatum take the big shot. But you know, they they do need that second alpha guy and, and Jalen Brown is right there. Yep. Obviously willing to accept that challenge. Um, you know, he's, he's he not is not shy. He's not shy. He's not shy. His price has gone up, so he's a lot closer to Tatum now. Only fifteen hundred apart on DraftKings, right? Uh, and and eighteen hundred on FanDuel. So
0: still a lot, though.
1: It is still a lot, and it's enough for me to to prefer Jalen Brown, just in a fantasy sense, not not in a basketball sense. Right. I agree. Um, Tice uh, very much in play for me. Uh, you know, probably the vast majority of my lineups, he'll be in there. Looking for a value play on Boston, Brad Wanamaker really is the only guard off the bench. He's getting decent minutes for a guy that's priced at 3300 on DraftKings. So, he, you know, if he fits in there, uh, you could play him.
0: Don't do it. Brad's going to want to make my lineup, but he's not going to.
1: <laughs> Maybe he should. Uh, <laughs> you know, his price on FanDuel also is just enough where it can make some other things work. So... Uh, for a GPP, he you know he's in consi- he's in consideration for
0: me. I agree. I agree yep. with you there. You know my cash side.
1: Right. Absolutely. Uh, Toronto. Lowry shot six for ten on threes. He has been tremendous. Amazing. You got to figure he won't shoot quite as well and hit quite as many followers You know, under pressure, right? I mean, uh, he's getting he, more that and more one expensive. shot
0: he hit. I swear to God, he never saw the basket.
1: He yep. just it turned. Might be. Yeah, it's was nuts. Yeah. yeah. So that, that'll be fun to watch is how he performs. Um, Siakam, 5 of 19 shooting last game. Did you notice my
0: softness? Season. Did you yeah. notice some of that softness? I'm telling you the dude is soft. Yeah. Will he step up in Game
1: 7, though? I think he's worth a look. He's. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to shoot that poorly. Um, that That's probably going to be the turning point. Because if he plays well... He's not going to be as highly owned as these other guys in the same price range. So we'll have to keep debating that throughout the afternoon. It's going to be super interesting. <laughs> well, and Powell,
0: your boy Powell, yeah. he stepped up. He played great. He's certainly in play. That three he hit in the corner was absolutely cold-blooded. Yep. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess the big question is this. For, you know, Nurse, he coaches his butt off. I But for the first time, I completely disagree with his strategy in the fourth quarter and both overtimes. He, you know, I, I've i been talking all that noise for three games now. Toronto's going to play small. They're going to play small. You know, Gasol and Abaca and will take a little bit of a back seat. Boucher and those guys aren't even going to see the floor. They're going to use, you know, Siakam at center and, and et cetera. And so I expected that, but not for all of the closeout time when... Right. When Daniel Tice, it was like he was playing with JV players. I mean, he they they had nobody to, to at the rim for him at all. So, yep. I can understand maybe if he felt Basal wasn't athletic enough, or maybe clogged things up offensively. But Ibaka is one of the most most athletic big guys in the in the league. Right, and and he's a shot blocker, rebounder. I mean, Tice gets none of those baskets if Ibaka is in there. Literally. So I, I'm, I was stunned by that. I don't believe that he'll go with that small lineup as much. I think he gets Abaka back in the game. The only thing I can think of, we don't know this for a fact, but going into that game, last game, Abaka had a sore ankle. He was questionable and then ruled right. in. So maybe he didn't feel 100%. He could have said to the coach, you know, it's a little sore, blah, blah, blah. So he didn't use him down the stretch. I, I'm just guessing because... It made no sense there in that stretch where Tice had eight straight points because they had nobody in the paint. So I'm putting Ibaka back into my mix. I think he gets a bunch of that run. And I'm not going to use Powell because I think Powell will get run and he'll close some game. But I do think some of that shifts back uh, to Ibaka being on that front line. So that's my first thought. My lineup is going to begin and end with – Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. I've ridden them this far and they have been ph- phenomenal. And they're gonna play all the minutes. And I think it's just a great way to start it because Boston doesn't have an answer for it and they're gonna get their shots up. So I'm very, very comfortable spending up and, and just getting my my roster started. I, As I just said earlier, I'm a little sour on Siakam because I just see Little signs of softness where I don't think he's going to take the big shot and make it, and uh, or really want it. So I'm not going to go there. Uh, and then on the Boston side, I mean, I don't think any, hardly anybody's going to roster Kemba today, just after that terrible showing. And then Boston's switching from a box and one to a zone to man to a, a Toronto, two yeah. three. I, Toronto, I'm sorry. Yeah. And yeah, Nurse, he coaches like you know he's coaching a. Division two college team trying right. to, you know, beat a, a division one team or something. But, you know, the, the funniest play I've seen this year, though, is nurse standing in the corner and Tatum oh, tried to. Pass that was ridiculous. The what the heck? I was that was hilarious, man. But anyway, uh, talk about a six man as a coach. That's for sure. Uh, so, you know, I think Kemba just it's very hard at his price to to roster him. And then, you know, you have to determine how much money you have left. If you don't use uh, Kawhi and go down to maybe George, then maybe you can go up from Jalen Brown to Tatum. I agree with you. I think Tatum is the better player. He is their number one closer. But I also agree that Brown has made huge strides and is now the second uh, banana compared to Kemba or anybody else. So, uh, you know, I'm half tempted to try to put both of them in there, but then you're back to, you know, you're really, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel in that Denver uh, Clippers game. So, yeah, I, you know, I think that's the main decision. I'll make it uh, and have it in discord, and it changes the build. So, my my pivotal guys are going to be, you know, Kawhi to George, George to Kawhi, Tatum to Brown, Brown to Tatum, and then it'll fill in uh, with the rest of the folks. But I feel good about it. I, I really like this Slate, I really like the fact that you know we've got a pretty good feel for the rotations, you know, what the coaches are gonna do and uh, you know what the pace of play of be. And and even though you know the pace of play in the Clippers game is gonna be faster and the over-under is eleven and a half higher, you, you get less usage from the players on the floor in that game and more of a bench to the point of really making these games. Completely even as far as rostering, and I'm going to force myself, like I said, to try to go, you know, five four, uh, you know, and and maybe six three at the very worst. But I'm going to try to uh, do that a little bit and stay within reason because I do again think you need exposure to both. Yeah, what? Just want to
1: follow up. That was a great point with Toronto that you started out with. If if Ibaka is a little bit healthier. Then maybe he gets more run to try to limit Tice. Maybe Powell doesn't get quite as much run. And that'll be a tough decision because Ibaka is priced the same as OG I know. on FanDuel. And OG's getting way more minutes. And so, you know, will Ibaka get a little bit more run? Certainly he can be a much more dominant offensive force and defensive with the blocks. I mean, OG's been really steady, you know, getting close to double-double with, with the rebounds. Um, but... Yeah, you're right. If Ibaka gets more run, then he could be a little bit
0: underowned and be a difference maker. I think he's going to be a lot underowned. I think you're going to see people panic and say, "Okay, Nurse is going to go small." You know, I don't. I mean, he, Ibaka didn't get in in the fourth quarter or either overtime. So, I, I think people are going to completely overreact to that. I'm hoping it's the backstory that his ankle was sore. Although I hope it's not that it was that sore, that it's still sore in this game. Right. So you're walking a fine line or trying to predict that. But yep. I'm going to look for that big edge of getting Ibaka in 100% of my lineups at half his ownership of, I think, where it should be. And I think that could be a difference maker. I really okay. do. Yeah. Uh, anything else in this game? That's it. It's going to be fun it. to watch. Yeah, it really is. And hopefully that gives you a, a good foundation to build on uh, so definitely, you know, appreciate everybody listening in. Uh, you know, great time in sports right now. A lot going on. Uh, we'd love to have you join the Coach Talk family. Our, I'll tell you what, last night was the best night we've had in Discord ever. I mean, everybody was contributing. Everybody was reporting on player news and weather situations in baseball, yep. supporting each other. It's just, it's so much fun when you, you know, DFS is tough, man. You're one. Person trying to make a lineup in some contests against hundreds of thousands of people. But when you have, you know, other people you can chirp with and build with and bounce stuff, it really helps. So we'd love to have you. We really have a family atmosphere here at DFS Coach Talk. And, you know, we'll be launching, you know, keep an eye on social media. Um, BetUS is going to be launching uh, a huge campaign, you know, uh, talking about the partnership that they have now with, with DFS Coach Talk. And for some reason, I'll apologize for it now, my picture's going to be on this thing, (laughs) uh, flexing a muscle, of all things. That's what they wanted to use. It's sort of funny, but, you know, it'll be on there. You'll see it all over social media, so you can get a little chuckle, because where I'm pointing used to be guns. (laughs) They're not there now, but they used to be. So anyway, keep an eye out for that, and please retweet it, shoot it out there, share it. Uh, We certainly uh, really appreciate that. So... Uh, mombond3.org is our charity of choice m-a-m-b-a-o-n-t-h-r-e-e.org it is the best uh, of all and one more tip of the hat to our uh, all of our reserves our army people our people that have served you know 9-11 is a day to me you know just like memorial day or anything else when you know a lot of people stepped up volunteered went out there you, know, you think of even the sports world, the Pat Tillmans and everybody that made the ultimate sacrifice. So you know we live in a, a wonderful world, a free free country, and uh, you know it's because of those people uh, that are our brave folks out there. so uh, that is it, my man. I think uh, we're ready for an awesome basketball night. you know, again, we're gonna have baseball, we got some golf on today, and then I know the guys are getting, Uh, geared up uh, for a huge football Sunday, for sure. I know I'm fired up about the Cowboys. I'm I'm allowed to say I'm a Cowboys fan on here. I don't roster Cowboys just because they're Cowboys, but I I enjoy the Cowboys. And, (laughs) man, did I get a lot of heat from saying I was a Cowboys fan. I can't believe how many people hate the Cowboys. (laughs) It's hilarious. So. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be tooting their horn once in a while. And when they win, I may throw a, a how about them cowboys at you. But, you know, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Right. I hope we just didn't lose like 10%, 15% of our listeners. Like, right. screw that. I don't like the cowboys. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Uh, any final words?
1: Yeah, good stuff. Let's have a great, fun Friday
0: night. Let's do it. And let's crush it. Take some stuff down. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate appreciate you guys. Tuning in, mash those like buttons, and uh, we'll be here tomorrow like we are uh, every day. So, thanks again for tuning in uh, for our entire DFS Coach Talk team, for my partner in crime here, Andrew Hansen. I am Coach. We will look to see you tomorrow when we crush it in DFS.